0: This is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We are a solutions-based podcast, diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. You can find us hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, no-nonsenseforex.com, and podcast players everywhere. For episode 126, I want to skip the ad reads this week and give you a public service announcement for those of you who are listening to this podcast on the Google Podcast app. Understand, if you didn't already know, Google Podcast is coming to an end at the end of this year. They are, I think, my third most popular app as far as listens go, next to uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So uh, so take heed, everybody. I am a Google Podcasts customer myself. I have had to make the switch. I like apps that only focus on podcasts and not much else. So I have switched over to Podcast Addict. So far, so good. Um, It's a different layout, but I'm getting used to it, and I'm only having issues with one of the podcasts I listen to. Everything else is going pretty well, so if you need any type of suggestion, Podcast Addict is pretty good so far, but please take note of the upcoming changes. It is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast, and uh, we have at least a couple more crypto episodes to go before we shift over to other things, Um, just because, as you know, there's a lot going on in this space. And uh, I know some people don't really like the crypto episodes, but this is a part of our financial history. It's extremely important uh, what's going on right now. It's extremely interesting what's going on right now, and it can be extremely lucrative what's going on right now. So we need to give it its real attention. Now, this episode is, I think, a bit more of an evergreen episode. However, this is the episode I was talking about weeks ago that I wanted to do back then that I want to do now, and that's going to be on digital scarcity. And it's, um, it's interesting because as contrarians, we like to look where people aren't looking. And it's not like people aren't looking at Bitcoin. They certainly are. But they're not looking at this aspect of it as much. And this aspect applies to a couple other cryptocurrencies as well. And even though it's not a narrative right now, I think it's going to become a huge narrative down the line so i want to get people on board with it now now it's it's it is something we've talked about in the past but it's been a while it's been a long while and i don't know how many of you are new or kind of new or just don't remember what i was talking about back then that's okay but if you did not know bitcoin only has 21 million supply max supply that we'll ever have and uh, litecoin has 84 million it's just four times of bitcoin and then bitcoin cash also has 21 million And there are other cryptos out there that have a fixed supply, but they are not like these three at all. They are actual cryptocurrencies, currency being the operative root word there. Uh, But for this episode, I mainly want to focus on Bitcoin. Now, in the past, we focused on the Bitcoin blockchain, which is really interesting. It's still very new. Um, It has a lot of bumps and bruises it needs to take care of. Will it ever take? Beyond the actual Bitcoin Maxi community, we don't know. I just think it's a really nice bonus to have, and I like some of the things they're doing. I even wrote about some of the problems Bitcoin is having on the chain uh, a few weeks ago, I think. It was definitely this month, so go check that out if you haven't on the blog. Um, But it's really not here nor there for this conversation. This conversation is about digital scarcity, and the scarcity you see here with Bitcoin is unlike anything else in the world people have tried to compare it to other things. I don't think you can really do that successfully. So the the first thing they try to compare it to is like artwork. Currency is not artwork. Um, A lot of the artists are dead. We don't know how many they've really produced. Art is very subjective, whether it's high quality or low quality. To where one Bitcoin is one Bitcoin. So I don't like that too much. I don't like the comparison to gold at all. We have no idea how much more gold is in the ground. Gold does have industrial properties. Uh, There's just not a great comparison there at all. Uh, Another one I've heard is like watches. No, like watchmakers come out with new watches every year that are different than the ones before. There's not a whole lot of tie there either. And uh, the the closest one I might have heard was comparing it to land. Like, well, you know, got to buy land. They're not making any more of it. First of all, not completely true. If you've seen what they've been doing in China where they uh, create islands, (laughs) that's a reach. I know. But who knows what they'll come up with in the future. Uh, But not all land is the same either. There's very high quality land with great soil and great water. And then there's land that's completely useless. So this might breed the argument from the no-coiners that uh, Bitcoin is, isn't useful at all. It's only useful because we said it was. You know, it was just this thing that was made up in the past 15 years. So, okay, uh, true, but then what is gold? What is fiat currency? It's all something that at some point people got together and said, this is worth something. There's probably resistance to that back then too. They're like, well, why is that worth something? And this other thing I've been using my entire life isn't anymore like that. That's silly. You can't just do that. Well, yes, you can. And we've done that. And not only have we done that, it is now more and more accepted across the world, even with the big evil governments who are trying to shut it down, even with the big evil banks who are trying to shut it down. It's all becoming accepted now. So this is pretty crazy. We have an accepted currency, which has a limited supply. You cannot say that about anything else, not named Bitcoin, Litecoin, or Bitcoin Cash. You can't say it about gold. You certainly can't say it about Fiat, LOL. This is something uniquely crazy to the point where I want as big of a piece as that pie is I can reasonably get my hands on. Because here's the wild thing too. That 21 million I've been quoting, it's not really 21 million. It's less than that. Could be up to 30% less than that. Uh, it, it's impossible to measure, but here's why I say this. So I, I don't mean Bitcoin that's been hacked or stolen from somebody. That's just changing from one hand to another hand. That's not That has nothing to do with scarcity. But, you know, this is something we talked about back when we had the episode on hot wallets and cold wallets. How much Bitcoin has been lost due to human error, whether it's losing uh, your cold storage. Uh, You remember that guy in Wales, that kid who had a ton, uh, like billions of dollars worth of Bitcoin on this hard drive, and then he accidentally threw it away? and has been trying to get access to uh, the the town dump for for years now, trying to go fish it out. I don't think he's ever going to get there. I don't think he's ever going to find it. All that Bitcoin's gone. You know, there were a lot of people back when Bitcoin was 50 cents a dollar who never really understood how valuable it was going to be, who just never bothered uh, to take good care of it. And so you have a lot of that really cheap Bitcoin from back in the day lost too. That could be a lot. And then people just lose or damage their cold storage and they can no longer access it. Now, you can access it if you can uh, remember your seed phrase. But this is another human point of failure that has been a big deal in the past 15 years. Losing their seed phrase. Now, this is something that happens less often as time goes by. But again, you have to remember, back in the day when people had, average people just had a lot more Bitcoin because it was so much cheaper, you saw this happen far more often. So again, I don't know how prominent this actually is percentage-wise, but there's another factor that I don't think a lot of people pay attention to, and that is, you know, Bitcoin's been around for 15 years. There's been people who have died in the past 15 years, and I doubt the majority of them had the presence of mind to pass down their Bitcoin to somebody else. Or to teach them how to access it. And if you don't do that, then that Bitcoin is completely locked away and gone forever. Like it's technically in use, it's on the blockchain, but it's it's essentially dead Bitcoin. And it doesn't factor into the 21 million anymore. Uh, how, how much does Satoshi have? Like a million Bitcoin? You no, know, he's dead, we think, so that's gone. And then factor in, in the next 30, 40, 50 years of our existence, how many other people are going to lose their ledger or lose their seed phrase or die and not pass it on to somebody who knows how to access it. And nobody's factoring that part in either. So if you were to tell me the number is closer to 15 or 16 million, I could really get on board with that. When it's all said and done, all this stuff is mined. I mean, by then we'll all be dead, it doesn't matter, but if you're looking for that total number, it is certainly not 21 million, it's far from it, and that makes Bitcoin even more rare than most people think it is, and to be able to have a piece of this particular pie is a really special thing, in my opinion. Absolute finite money is a wild concept to begin with, but it looks like we have it, and it looks like... The people who are fighting against it the hardest are finally starting to accept it. Now, will it become the payment rails of the world? I I don't believe that narrative. I always had a problem with it. I'm like, I don't think people are going to want to transact in something this volatile. And guess what? They don't. As of right now, the, the people in places who need the Bitcoin rails the most, uh, the payment rails, they just want access to United States dollars on the blockchain. Um, could this change? Sure, but... Now, this was not what the maxis had in mind. But again, none of that stuff matters to me. The scarcity does. And oh, by the way, in terms of overall piece of the pie, four Litecoin equals one Bitcoin. Only in terms of piece of the pie. So this is an even more exciting concept because that piece of the pie you can get is still finite and it's a much bigger slice. And I think, and this this has been my theory for a long time if you've been following me, That once Bitcoin gets really expensive, people are going to wake up to this digital scarcity. It's going to become an actual talking point, an actual narrative. And they're going to say, oh, okay, well, let's go down the line here. What else also has this finite supply and is also an actual currency? Uh, Litecoin is going to be the next one. And unlike Bitcoin Cash, Litecoin is very popular. It keeps setting record milestones for its usage. It just keeps getting used more and more. Uh, You might not hear about it a lot, but that doesn't change the facts. Uh, And then to a much lesser degree, Bitcoin Cash. Now, unless you live on the island of Antigua, uh, then you're probably not using Bitcoin Cash for anything. But do you remember back when Bitcoin Cash doubled? It wasn't long ago, and it was because of this digital scarcity narrative that was very brief, relatively quiet, but enough to pump that thing from like $100 to $200. Bitcoin freaking cash on a very quiet under the radar narrative. What is going to happen to all of these things when this narrative becomes a lot more pronounced? What will the narrative be in a financial crisis? What will the narrative be as fiat continues to devalue and it starts becoming really apparent in western currencies? You know this narrative is not the popular narrative right now so as always as contrarians we need to look where other people aren't looking and as always I am always interested in adding to my bitcoin and my litecoin bags make my little slice of the pie even bigger because to have a claim any claim on the future of money a money that has a fixed supply I can't I still can't get over this and that fixed supply is probably less than people think it is how could anybody not want to set themselves up there now I understand this is not the current narrative of crypto as i'm talking to you right now people are going to think you're crazy for stacking things like litecoin when everybody else is buying gaming companies and layer ones and all that and then you still have the other 99 percent of the world that think you're crazy for buying crypto in the first place but if they only knew and they only understood this digital scarcity and if they only knew that we are not crazy we are just early